a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show on RacerX.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. This is the St. Louis Supercross Race Review. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. I'm Steve Mathis. Get this on iTunes. Get it on Stitcher. Search Steve Mathis Classics on iTunes as well. Uh, lots of great and gold shows in there. And uh, we thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it. Flyracing.com, the 2017 and a half kinetic mesh out now. All the Fly Riders uh, wore it this weekend in St. Louis. It looked pretty sweet. So please check them out and check them out uh, flyracing.com. They make much more than just moto gear, people. You need some mountain bike stuff. You need some snowmobile stuff. You need some uh, hard parts for your bike or uh, your shop or whatever. Flyracing.com, bro. Check it out. Um, thank you for listening again. Lots to talk about when it comes to St. Louis. Pardon my head cold and my stuffiness, but uh, I'm in. I'm, I'm working through this. I'm grinding. Uh, on the line, from flyracing.com is Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? How are you? Uh, nothing. Did I miss anything in St. Louis? I feel like it was pretty uneventful. No? No. Yeah, nothing really happened. No, it was uh, pretty much all good. Yeah, no problems. Yeah, quiet Typical. event. Yep. Quiet event, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, this should be easy then. Yeah, we'll knock this out and just just get out of here early. Yeah, I, I think it's a good idea. Um, also on the line from uh, MX Sports and Racer X Online, he's my boss. He has um, he's the voice of Supercross, the voice of motocross. He is the voice of the Cystic Fibrosis Pulp MX show on Friday night. He's the voice of Endurocross, the voice of Geneva, the Jason Wygant. What's up, Weech? Yeah, yeah, you're all that. Well, yeah, but like JT said, nothing really going on. I mean, we've got a typical late in the season, huge points leads, nothing really going on. It's boring. <laughs> yeah. Well, first yeah. of all, someone wrote me an email and said that Chad Reed's legacy is forever tarnished and Yamaha should fire him. Nope. Where do we stand on nope. that? <laughs> That's a hot take from St. Louis. <laughs> um, do you think, JT, that Yamaha will fire Chad Reed? No, and I got into I got into like not a lot, but a couple of Twitter battles with people just because they're fly off the handle so far from any sort of realistic response to this. And, and tarnish tarnish his legacy was one that I was kind of like, eh, really? I mean, yeah. I can understand if he like turned around backwards and torpedoed his bike into him head on or something. But yeah, we'll get into it more. But no, I mean right. it's. Obviously, there were some things out of line that, you know, maybe you probably shouldn't have done, but it's, let's not get out of control with some of these things. <laughs> the anger coming through on my social media and emails and everything else was strong for sure. But, all right, so, yeah, we'll take it through it. Obviously, uh, Eli Tomac won again, narrowed the points race uh, again with his, uh, what is this? Is this seven in a row? 
What is this? Eight, six in a row? Five in a row. Five in a row. No, it's more than that. Yeah. They said five in a row as soon as he walked up. Okay, he hasn't. He lost in Atlanta, so he's only won Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, it seems like 20 in a row. Okay, so it's four yeah. points now. Um, now, Tomac rode great. Dungy was catching him when Reed would not get out of the main line and definitely cost Dungy some time. Who knows if Dungy had been able to pass Tomac? You don't know about that. But, um, Weege, where do you stand in all this? First of all, let's go back to the heat race. Now, No, let's go back further. I think Dunge was upset at the Indianapolis heat race uh, where Reed held him off for fourth. I heard some rumblings of that. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. I heard some rumblings of that. How much is true? Not exactly sure. Um, then Chad there is... There was a- nothing. Reed didn't do anything in that heat race besides race for no, smart. No, I no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. This, uh, this one was a little more aggressive, not over the line, I don't think, either, but the Indy one was now, nothing at all. Now, um, Reed was upset at Dungey for the start last week. He felt like Dunge just rammed it in there, locked bars, and, and caused Chad to crash. And in the heat race in St. Louis, Chad did move over in the whoops on Dunge, but um, whether it was on purpose or not, or whether he just thought he had more room than what he did, who knows. So he did do that. They did make a collision in the turn before the start straight, but I saw nothing wrong with the heat race in St. Louis from the 2-2. And then Dunge comments on the podium that he's immature. This reaches Chad. Back in the pits, and Weege, what do I say? What do I say at that point? Yeah, the whole process is we hear that we watch the heat race. <clears throat> I, I, yeah, I don't think we say Chad didn't do anything. We know he was aggressive. We just don't feel like it was over the line. It was Chad Reed is going to try to win the heat race if he's in it, and he's going to do everything in his power to hold you off. He didn't take him out, but he tried really, really hard to stop him from passing him. Then. Uh, somebody, I guess, emails you or tweets you and says, oh, man, you should have heard what Dunge just said in the uh, uh, t- TV interview. Text message, text message. Yeah, and then somehow you got it on your phone. How did you, somebody send you the clip? Somebody sent the video of Dunge saying that yeah. on a podium, yeah. Yeah, so you and I in the press box listen to it, and as soon as we hear that, you just say, oh, dude, knowing Chad, he can be just dickish, dickish enough where he's going to say, oh, you're mad? Yeah. Oh, now I'm going to do something even worse. Yeah. Uh, so he can he could be just dickish enough to do something in the main to make the situation even worse, and that's exactly what happened. Um, now, did I think it was going to be a lapping situation? No, but JT, you know Chad better than I do. One hundred percent, Chad's like, oh yeah, watch this. Yeah, and the problem was Chad was already he was already pissed off. Yep, and man, I, you know, Dungey's done more in this sport and knows more about the sport than I probably ever will in some aspects, and I shouldn't tell him how to win or race for championships or anything. I I fully understand that, but my opinion is that a guy like Chad, who is eh, I would say in the one of the top five most stubborn people on Earth, and I I would put that up against the five plus billion people that are on this planet with no problem, uh, for a guy who's already pissed off to, you know, I'll use the the term poke the bear uh i know dungey was pissed off sure he was he was he was mad that you know chad uh not only from uh indianapolis you know he held him off in the heat race i think his frustration built from Millsaps, uh making his life so hard in detroit which he absolutely should they're racing for a podium spot 
Then Chad got aggressive in the heat race. Again, they're battling for a heat race win. So for Dunsey, I think it was a bit of frustration from all of those scenarios. I think he made a an unwise comment to basically make Chad even more angry. And the biggest problem is that Chad has nothing to lose. He does not care. So if you take a guy who's already frustrated with a season, who's already mad at you, and then you throw fuel onto that fire for the main event, man, you know, I'm not saying what Chad did was right by any means, but you start to understand why he did it. Whether it was justified or not, I, I'm not saying, and that's not my place to say. I would say it probably wasn't <laughs> the right thing to do for Chad, but you start to see the thought process come to life. Well, I mean, again, Dungey said in the post-race thing that, that, that he moved over in the whoops, and he did, but I saw, oh, nothing, yeah. I saw nothing wrong from the heat in Indy, the heat in, uh, in St. Louis, that yep. w- should cause Dungey to be upset. I really, really didn't. And, and, and so yeah. to call a guy immature, unless there's something else going on that we don't know about. Now, I don't feel like Chad should be upset about that start in Detroit. I really don't. I don't see his anger there. I, I don't understand that. Um, well, so we've seen this before with guys. There's a lot of um, different perspectives, and those perspectives kind of start to get twisted when you're the guy involved. And I've been a part of it. I've seen Chad, you know, when going back to his days with Stu, um, everybody thinks that moves are intentional, you know. So I talked. I spoke with Chad during the week, and he was angry with Dungey's move on the start of the main event. And, and I've watched it a bunch of times, and for Dungey, he can't afford to get a bad start right now. He just can't. He's given up way too many points. He can't give up more points to Eli. So when he's going into the start, if things aren't perfect, he's got he's to force it. He has to get in there. And, you know, if, if he's got to walk bars with people to get a better start, he's got to do that. But for Chad, Chad doesn't care. He really does not care about Tomac and Dungey's championship. That's completely irrelevant for him. He's got to get his own result. So if he feels Dungey went in there and was too aggressive and knocked him down, he's going to be angry about it, right or wrong, justified or not. Those are the perspectives from each of these individual but, people. It's almost uh, it's almost like fake rage, though. Dungey shouldn't be mad over anything. Chad shouldn't be mad over everything. And it just keeps getting escalated in this, in this day and age of fake news. We now have fake yeah. rage. Well, and you know how it goes, too, because you get back to your truck and you have all of your people that are in your camp and they're you know completely on your side, as they should be. But everyone, you know, not only are you pissed off about how it went, but everyone's like, man, I can't believe you did that. Why would you do that? Too aggressive, blah, blah, blah. You know, and everyone, they build this stuff up and it gets built up and built up and the anger starts to build on both sides. And then, it, you know, all you need is one spark to the powder keg and, you know, yeah. you get crazy stuff going on like we saw last weekend. Weege, any, anything on your end from the start in Detroit to Reed's moves in the heat race in St. Louis that you saw where anybody could be upset? Yeah, first turn crashes, to me, it's almost impossible to right. start really pointing fingers. I mean, they're first turn crashes, and you can look at it in slow-mo, and there's no doubt that Reed was kind of getting pushed or pulled from Dunge, just basically going wide open in there. But that's one of those things, go ahead and look at it in slow motion, but in real life, it, that was probably you know 2.3 seconds, that whole thing that ignited all that. It's first turn crash, dude. What are you yeah, going to do? No, I, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And as far as the heat, there's no doubt Chad wrote him aggressive, but, I mean, as we were watching it, the whole time I was like, yeah, Reed's season is terrible. Like, for him, a heat race win would be huge, and to do it over a dungeon would be huge. You know, he's not getting good starts this year. 
And I'm like thinking, yes, when he the rare chance he has to show that he still has it, um, he's going to do everything he can to hold them off. So, yes, it was super aggressive and gnarly, and that's not the way Dungey's used to being raced by anybody, just not Dungey style. So but the whole time I was like, yes, he's trying to win the heat race, and he knows he's not fast enough to, well, I don't want to say Chad knows this, but most people know that if it were a main event, if it was 20 minutes in a lap, Dungey's probably going to get him. But I think Chad's like, if I block three or four shots that he takes at me in six minutes or whoever long this heat race is, I'll win it. So, and for Chad, this heat race is very important, I think, right now, because he's looking for something, anything to yeah. do good this season. So, yeah, it was aggressive. It was borderline dirty. But to me, I'm like, yeah, I can see him doing it under those circumstances, just like you could see Dungey bringing yeah. the heat in that uh, first right. turn. But, now- now, having if there said, were any other guy, it wouldn't matter. If there were any other guy and rode Dunge like that, Dunge said what he said in the podium, nothing would have happened in the main. Only one of the current <laughs> riders out there that would take Dungey's comments right. and the first-turn crash and do what he did, and that's Chad Reed. Well, uh, as JT said, maybe one of the top five stubborn people in the uh, on the earth. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh, you think wh- if Brock Tickle was in the freaking pile-up last week and then rode Dungey hard in the heat and Dunge said that, we're going to be like, oh, shit. Here comes Tickle in the main. Watch out, Dunge. Honestly, like, so, okay, so in the main, and I watched this. I mean, I was glued to this thing. JT, you weren't there, so I don't I didn't, I didn't know how much they showed on TV. I've yet to watch the TV broadcast. Um, I will today at some point. Um, sick yesterday. Um, Dunge kind of locked up behind Chad. And tell me if you agree with me, Weege, because maybe I have a wrong take on this. But to me, Chad clanked. I remember two times for sure where Chad absolutely blew the rhythm sections and had to double through them, and Dunge doubled behind him. And, you know, Chad picked up his lap times, looking at the lap time sheets. Chad picked his lap times up when, when Dunge came on him. And, you know, so, t- but Dunge, I was surprised. Like, Ryan, make it happen. Like, get through him. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're, I, I some of the blame for, now Chad was holding him up, but Ryan's got to take some blame on himself. Uh, I, you and I were both thinking that at the time, and a couple people we were around in the press box watching it, we were. It was definitely blame pie. Was certainly way, way, way more on Chad. Yes, yeah, uh, than Dunge. But yes, we did say. Is it something that I knew? If you, the, if you're going two three three in the rhythm, that you end up going two 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 also. Um, but I have to say, when we talk to people after the race, um, the one thing we can't see as well from the press box is how rutted it was. And I think a couple people who I thought would defend Chad kind of said, no, man, the way those ruts were, it wasn't as easy to just look, look, find a way around a dude. Weech, Weech, uh, Yeah. There's no right. problem for Dunge and Tomac to get around a guy like Weimer or Tickle. There's no problem. They go right by those dudes all day long. Yeah, but then you're insinuating that. Then, you're in, then you say that, and you're now saying that Tickle and Weimer – are riding the exact same way that Reed was when they're getting lapped. And, I mean, that's basically saying that Reed did nothing. No, but what I'm saying is... Of course is there's no they, problem to get around those dudes. Those dudes are trying to make it slightly easy on okay, them. Okay, yeah, but they're still, the out there, they're still out there riding. Like, they're... Or, or Alex Ray or Seven Deuce Deuce, who is not doing the rhythms that Dunge does. Dungey finds a way around those guys very easily. Now, yes, again, Chad was not helping. But, to me, Ryan was a little rattled. He was rattled. Oh, oh, he was. No, there's no doubt about it. He was. And by the way, one other thing that 
Cruz news rattled is a couple people hit me up and said, how can you blame Reed? Dungy's lap times were even worse after uh, the Reed, after he got around Reed. So clearly he's got his own problems. But what they might not have seen that we saw from the press box is after Dunge finally got around Chad, you could tell he was just ruined. He started clanking rhythms. He was riding terrible for two or three laps. In fact, at one point, he bobbled uh, in the rhythm before the whoops, and Millsaps unlocked himself briefly because <laughs> yeah, right. Dunge screwed up so bad. So you could tell after, yeah, a lap or two of the Chad thing and then probably through the whole rest of the main that Dunge just lost his mind. Uh, yeah. And even after he got around him, he could not ride – uh, well anymore. JT do, you, um, do you, JT, do you agree the blame pie is heavily on Chad? But, and again, you weren't there, so hard to, to notice this, but you got to be able to find a way around a guy that absolutely starts doubling through a rhythm. Yeah, and they, they did a good, great job with the television on showing this. This is all they showed. And, oh, it was? Uh, okay. Because, yeah, they were, they were locked on the dungeon trying to catch please, Eli. Please then, tell me, wait, sorry to interrupt you again, but please tell me the announcers were at least aware of what was going on. Or I'm going to take a wild yeah, guess yeah, and say sure. they weren't. No, they were. You know, and Fro was, was talking about how it was playing out. But they were locked onto the lead battle. So Chad dropped into this, you know, battle. And as Dungey was trying to get around him, uh, obviously they saw what was happening and, and stayed glued to it. So that was, that was good for everyone to see. And that's why you saw all the outrage on Twitter is because they showed it so well. Um, but, yeah, for Dunge, and, and I know this is tougher than it sounds, but in that situ- situation where you know and you may have your suspicions on the, even the first lap where Chad's just not moving of what's about to happen, you just got to blast him. And I know that I know that's easy to say and tougher to do. But man, I, I just I look back at the guys, even Eli, Eli now, Carmichael, Stu, uh, even Chad in his heyday. If somebody was in the way for half a lap and you were, you know, they were going one and a half to two seconds a lap faster, you just, you go in there and you basically just knock the guy over the berm and you're on your way. Like, that's just how those guys would have handled it. And I know Dungy, this has been a recurring theme in Dungy's career, is getting stuck behind guys. And ironically enough, it used to be Chad all the time right. you know, when they were racing for second, third, fourth, when Bill Poto was winning all the titles. He has a tough time passing guys. And I think uh, he tried to break out of that when we had the whole angry Dunge, uh, you know, will gap in there. What was that, 2000? 15, maybe? Yeah. Or 14? 15. Um, 14, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, obviously, the, the and I agree with you, most of the blame is on Chad, absolutely. I, you know, Chad was out to prove a point. But for Dunge, man, you can't wait. You know, I know I know the guy's blocking you, and I know it's tough to pass, but you've got to get aggressive. And, and I, that was the biggest thing I saw was I never really saw Ryan make an aggressive attempt to pass. No, he never. To where... Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not like Chad rode him high or stuffed him or did anything. No. Because Dunge never even put a wheel in to force that. And that, that I think, is the only thing Ryan did wrong. Was, was not a, he was not aggressive enough in trying to make the pass. Whether Chad was doing it on purpose or not could be made irrelevant if Dunge was aggressive enough. Do you think, does anybody think that if Dunge does, if Dunge does not make the immature comment on the podium, now we go back to the to Detroit, and there's a problem off the start. Chad, Chad's not happy. Go back to Indianapolis, where Dunge wasn't happy, reportedly. If, but after all of that, if Dunge does not say he's immature on the podium, none of this happens. Correct? Do we agree on that? I, I mean, I do. But I think there's a I'll chance. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a chance it still does, but not to this degree. Nowhere near to this degree. This was, like I said, it was throwing fuel onto a you know a, a pilot pilot light burning. 
Yeah. Um, to where Chad was pissed, but he wasn't going to try to ruin Dungy's championship, I don't believe. But once that comment got thrown out there, man, we, we all know better than most how Chad reacts to stuff like that. And it's, it's not well, obviously, from what we saw on TV. I hope Chad has I want to say that. Uh, go ahead, Weech. One thing that made it tough, um, as I said, we know that Dunge is not comfortable with that type of racing. Like, he does not take dudes out ever. Um, I think he got so uh, almost scared in the heat race. Like, I don't know what Chad's deal is, but he seems to be willing to do anything to ruin me. But I think he was very uncomfortable behind him. And it's like, man, I don't even want to be side-by-side with a guy or – if the, he's hogging the inside, I'm afraid to go outside because what if he knocks me down? I really think that was running through Dundee's mind, and partially because I think in those situations he's always a little conservative in general, trying to avoid that situation. So he had nothing to go by. Uh, uh, I think he was afraid to be next to him. So he would really right. and probably he's damned if he did, damned if he didn't. Yeah, he's yeah. probably scared of retaliation too. If he does go in there and get aggressive and doesn't seal the deal immediately of what is yeah. he going to do to retaliate. Yeah, um, and the brilliant thing, and what makes it really bad, if you, if Chad's going to be the guy you're dealing with in this situation, is we all know that he's one of the smartest guys on the track as far as lines and being held off. Chad, I bet you he didn't look back. I didn't see him look back even once. No, like he knew no. who was there, and all he did was go exactly in the lines that he knew Dunge would want to take. He used the inside run in every corner. He never cut across on him. He never cross jumped him. He didn't do anything that anyone could say by the book was dirty. He, you could watch all three of those laps or however long it were, were, watch Chad in isolation and be like, he's really not doing anything wrong. He's just on the main race line. Now, we know etiquette is you do not do that when you're being lapped. Um, but Chad's smart. He's think, exactly where oh, he wanted to go, and he just rode in those yeah. spots. So he, he certainly was clever. A lot of fans are going nuts saying he should be black flagged. Yeah, thank you. And now I hear all these fans going nuts saying he should be black flagged. But it was a brilliant move on Chad's part where where's the evidence of what he did that was absolutely over the line? He just rode in the he just rode yeah. the main race line. He never tried to take him out. I don't think you can do well, anything if you're the FIM or AMA. Nothing. I don't think you yeah, can. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's the problem. If he black flags him, imagine the outrage then. What what were you what did it what black flagging for? This would be two black flags in what, two years, three years? Yeah. Could you imagine yeah. the outrage? And I'm not saying it wouldn't have been warranted. I think you could make a case for both sides. But, man, would there have been outrage if they had black flagged him again. Um, we all know what Chad was doing, but we all know it under very subjective circumstances. We know he was angry going in. We know that he was angry from the comment. We know that he was purposely, yes, trying to make it hard on Dunge. But if you don't block past the dude, you don't cross-jump the dude, you don't look over at the dude, what are they supposed to do? And then, yeah, you want to set the precedent of every time a black guy is essentially hard to get around, you got to black flag him. And by the way, here's the other problem. The blue flag rule has always been just hold your line. That's the, that's the essence of the blue flag. It's not pull over. That is not what the rule says. So it's going to be really hard to penalize him the way about 100 people on Twitter are saying, I cannot believe they didn't penalize him for it. Well, I don't know how you could do it. We all know what Chad was doing, absolutely. But I don't know how you could penalize him for it. Unfortunately. Uh, I've spoken to Chad privately, and he's, I don't think he's going to do any public thing, but I hope he comes out and just says, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pissed. Yep. You know, like, I don't know. I, I I don't want, I hope he doesn't come out and be like, I don't know what, I don't know what, man. I, I don't know what I was doing. I was just riding. Please don't come out and say that. Like, he might, though. I don't know, but I, I will not believe that, not for one second, and neither will anybody on this phone call. So I think Chad has to own this and be like, yep, 
You call me immature for a, for a, for a good heat race, uh, for a good battle in a heat race, and uh, I just felt I'd hold my line, you know. So yeah, and that's well the feeling I got from him speaking to him, is, and I don't know what he's going to say publicly or anything like that, but the feeling I got was he was trying to catch Webb and Braden, and I went back and watched it on TV just to make sure that that could be relevant. And Webb was right in front of him. He's like, hey, I'm, you know, my race was sucking, but it's not like I'm not trying to catch Cooper. I've been trying to catch him the whole damn main event. I'm not going to slow down now. And, yes, I'm super pissed at Dungey, and we've been getting into it all day. He's making comments. I'm making comments. Everybody's mad at each other. But do you really think I'm going to screw up my race, lose touch with Cooper to help him? No. Right. No. right. No, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not doing anything to help him. I'm just going to do my thing. So that was the feeling I got. Uh, yeah, that's. That's a little ridiculous on my part, uh, from my perspective. Like that's, but if I'm with him, that's what exactly what I would say. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he can go on the record and say, "Yes, I purposely screwed somebody up." Um, while he was laughing, I don't think I don't think he can do that. I mean, that's that's like admitting the crime. Um, but to say that it was really just I was trying to catch the guys in front of me, and hey, it happened to be done because I'm not going to do anything. I have to think there's a little more malice to it than that. But, sure, I, uh, I would I would tend to agree with you. I'm just sharing his thoughts. Yeah. You know, that he shared with me. Uh, and I'm sure he yeah. realizes that I'm an outlet to get these things out there, too. But what I was, uh, another thing I was sharing with uh, Twitter, you know, fellow t- tweeter that uh, was coming down pretty hard, a little bit ridiculously hard, I felt, was that knowing what someone's doing and proving it are two very different things. And please yeah. show me a way you can prove that Chad was intentionally ruining or trying to make Dungey crash or do anything other than just doing what he was doing, because that's, that's the real difficult part. And I'm sure that's what John Gallagher was battling during that main event. But what none of this happens if, if Ryan doesn't call him immature for a heat race that I felt was fine. Yeah. He moved over on the whoops. So what? I bet you there was about 20 dudes that moved over on dudes in the whoops on Saturday night. Never mind the, the, the last Saturday night. Um, well, what I, and this is another thing I wanted to get into with this whole incident, too, is that I've gotten a feeling, I've heard comments, they haven't been made directly to me because why would they? But I've heard comments, I've had other people tell me that they've gotten a feeling from the powers that be that even going back a couple of weekends to where the, the Reed and Dungey battle at Indy and the heat race, there is a feeling that everyone needs to get out of the way for this Tomac and Dungey showdown down the stretch. Don't race with them. Don't make their life hard. Everybody knows what the deal is. Points-wise, get out of the way. And I keep hearing that, and I keep having that inferred to me that no one thinks that they should be racing these guys hard. I'm here to tell you, guys, guess what? Like, these guys don't care. They do not care about your battle. They don't. I didn't care. When I was in, you know, 15th in points or 12th in points, I didn't care about Carmichael's race for the championship. I was, I was there to make my money and race for my career. I'm not going to do anything stupid and try to, you know, ruin their battle, but I'm, I'm not going to move over either, especially if I'm battling for a podium or battling for a heat race win, which I was, and I get it, but that's how these guys view it. Why would they care? That's not their world. They're not worried about Ryan Dungey or Eli Tomac's well, championship. I think, so. I think Dungey's rattled. I think when you look at the podium interview and his, his unhappiness with that, I, he's getting a little rattled. And, but, but I, and what I'm just trying to share is that I think that's where some of this, the, you know, the anger from Dungey's side is coming in is that I think he truly feels that way. And whether that's right or wrong, he's entitled to his opinion. 
I think he feels that, hey, guys, like, you guys aren't in this. Just get out of our way and let us do this thing. No, you can't, but, you can't say right or wrong, JT. There, there is a right or wrong to having an opinion. Your opinion could be right or wrong. That opinion sure, is well, wrong. I mean, I'm just saying it's skewed. If the opinion is skewed, I think, from his perspective, I'm sure he feels that it's right. But I feel like, and I know this because I was in that spot once upon a time, that these other guys don't care. <laughs> They're not going to make your life easy because you're, you know, you're seven races away from the end of the series. Right. They don't care. You know, it's way yeah. too far away. If, if it's Vegas and we're coming down to the wire, we've all seen it. Things change and guys make, you know, move out of the way and let these guys go do their thing. But not with six or seven races to go, five races to go. It's not a chance. There's way too much racing left to do in that scenario. Do we? JT, in that situation, though, you're talking about the heat race, right? Because no one's going to, def- as a lapper, uh, it's a little different. You mean the heat race? Well, no, I, more so. I'm talking about yeah. with, with Millsaps in Detroit as well. Oh, and Millsaps. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, That's, yeah I he, heard comments. He did everything right. He tried to get on the podium. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, but there yeah. were comments and there were people, you know, behind the scenes oh, saying, why is that guy, oh, yeah. yeah, why is that guy making it hard? Why isn't he getting out of the way? Well, because he's paid to be out there and race. That's why. Yeah, yeah, and also that one also burned on the team tactics thing, which you talked about a lot last week. I think people forget how many races are actually still left at that time. There were six races out of 17 to go. That's basically a third of the season. The dudes are supposed to just shut it down. Um, There's just too much on the line. But um, I just want you to clarify that, yes, you can race for your position and battle the dude, but not when you are being lapped. That's a totally different Sure. Yeah, yeah. Race, I, though, I didn't really mean the, yeah. the read thing. That, that's a different deal. I'm just saying the overwhelming oh, feeling of yeah. that. And even in the heat race, you know, that guys are making life too difficult on these two that are battling yes. the championship. But I mean, that's the whole it shouldn't thing. matter. Nobody else cares. Nobody else cares no. other than those two. You yeah. know, I and it shouldn't. You're, you're right. It should not matter. And Dunn said that in the press conference. He's like, he should respect the position that Eli are, and I are in. And I think he was talking about the heat race. But it should not matter. I mean, racing is racing. The rules of engagement should not change because you are in the point lead or but, close. Uh, the goal is to win the races, whoever you are. Yeah, but so on the, I don't on, think it changes. On the other yeah. hand, you have, you know, the, the champion of the series, the premier rider in the series, basically calling you a name in front of hundreds of thousands of people on TV for no oh, reason. Okay. I don't know. Well, for no, for no reason is, is all perspective, though. That's the whole thing. We just agreed. There's a very valid. Yeah, reason. but but we all agreed, and, and there was no reason there. Well, I can understand him being frustrated. I, okay, I but do you, but do you go on TV and you call a guy a name for racing with you? No, I think that was a. I think that that's all I'm saying. Just on a strategy strategy side, whether you're mad or you want to call people names, I don't care. That's fine. But a strategy side, I think it was his most unwise move that, that he's made. So far. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I. I get it. I get Chad. And again, Chad wasn't swerving. He wasn't turning his bike backwards on the track. He wasn't looking behind him. He was all very smart and calculated about it. But I get it. Chad's like, oh, really? Immature? Oh, cool. Watch this. Like, Yeah, it's probably the wrong, the, the worst guy you could ever say that to, well, I, I would say. And I think Dunge is in the wrong for calling him that. And I think Chad's in the wrong for doing that. Yep. So no, I would agree. There's a lot of blame to be thrown around. A lot of blame pie. A lot of blame pie. Yeah. Now, you could also say it did nothing for the race because Dungey still had to, A, catch Tomac, although he was catching him. He would have had to catch him all the way, finish the job, and pass Tomac. So, who knows? That wasn't going to happen. That wasn't going to happen. And I'm writing about this. Today, I don't know if you can say morning. that, but that's a hot take. I, I, that's a hot it's take. It's my opinion. Uh, it's a hot take, and I'm, I'll stick behind it. That 
my my opinion and my perspective is that when you're having that much difficulty passing a guy that has been going one and a half to two seconds a lap slower than you have been, right? What are you going to do about the guy that's been beating you six races in a row or five races in a row and has been turning the yeah. same, if not better, last time to the whole race? Yep. What, what are you going to do? Yeah, I don't know. Because I, I don't, don't think know. there will yeah. be anything to do. You know, that, that's where I. That's where I really don't think right. this whole thing mattered. You know, I realize why Dungey's pissed, and he should be pissed. He has every no, every no. We just finished saying pissed. he shouldn't be pissed. He, regardless, whether whether he gave Chad a reason, you know, air quotes reason to be to do that, he still should be pissed. Everybody would be pissed that that happened. I just don't think in the big picture that it changed anything at all. I think Dunge either gets there and can't do anything about it, or he can't catch him at all. What do you? And I, I still think he gets second no matter what. What do you think, Weege? Yeah, I think most likely uh, that Tomac would have still won anyway. Um, I think the reason is there's so much outrage over this, though, is because every fan is going to root for the possibility of a battle. And for sure, the three, I think it was four out of five or three out of four laps that Dungey closed in, Tomac had one where he pulled it back out. But for the most part, Dungey was getting closer at that time. Everybody in the building was like, ooh, what's going to happen here? This could be good. Yeah. And then they didn't get to see that. So... Regardless of if he would have won it or not, we kind of saw like a crescendo building to, ooh, what's going to happen if he catch them? This could be exciting. And then we yeah. didn't get it. Right. So people are pissed at Chad. Right. Yeah, wow. the fans lost. I, I, would, I would give that uh, yes. you know, yeah. full, full yeah. credit there because we don't know. You know, maybe Tomei gets pressured in a mistake or whatever. But in my right. little crystal ball of how I saw that going, I just don't think, and especially the way Dungey was conservative and the way the ruts were that we already talked about, I just don't think a yeah, move would have been possible, you know. And but to, but the excitement and suspense and all that stuff, we definitely all lost, and that yeah. I include us in that because obviously we're there to watch yeah. the races as well. Well, Tomac wins again. It's uh, four points. Does anybody think he doesn't get this done? Right now, I thought Dunge, Dunge uh, wrote, that yeah. was the best ro- best ride for Dunge we've seen in a while. So, I do think yeah, that I think these key. last few. Go ahead. Go ahead no, I was just gonna say I do. I do think these last few favor favor Eli. Um, he's historically been good um, at these outdoor events that we're we're coming towards. New York, he's won. Uh, Seattle seems to favor his his forte, which the weather's not looking great. Uh, Dunch hasn't been that great in Seattle in the past. Um, so yeah, I think uh, if we had some domed events coming up, I would say man, it's. I still am not handing it to anyone, but I think uh, with the remaining schedule left, it's looking more and more like you guys gonna gonna take this home. Uh, and yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, I, I think it was encouraging that uh, you know I think as far as two months ago we were even theorizing when we were asking a million what's wrong with Dunge questions. Uh, at one point, I think the theories even included like serious issues, like he's hiding an injury or he's hiding an illness. He rode good enough this particular weekend. I think we were like, okay. He can't be anything that bad. I mean, he was at least catching him. He was riding well enough to not think he's nursing a torn ACL or he's nursing a, a major Epstein bar or something like that. So that was somewhat encouraging. But absolutely, so much won five freaking races in a row. He's won since he started winning. He's only lost two races, I think. Right? Marvin won Dallas and and uh, well, won Atlanta. And, and Eli had a had a mechanical at Dallas. You know, the front brake. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't he know was, if he, he wasn't going to win that one. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't going to win. Yeah. But basically, he's won all but two freaking races since he turned into the current Eli Tomac. And like JT said, these tracks favor him. It's going to be pretty hard to root against him. And I know that Eli in the past has been prone to the blow-up. But I think when you get this 
and and first turn crashes and stuff could certainly happen. But I think when you are this overwhelmingly dominant, you don't have to take some of the chances that he might have thought he had to take in the past. And also his starts have been good. So I think the chances of that huge mistake that he's had in the past are at least less than they used to be. I think the biggest thing that's going to preclude him from having that blow up is that his, his socks have been so good. His first half positioning has been so much better than it's ever been in his career as far as Supercross yeah. goes that he's keeping himself out of trouble. He's not having to put himself in any bad spots. You know, he's yep. not having to work through the pack. He's not having to do anything. So that's going to be yeah. one of the biggest factors is if, if that continues, man, good luck. Good luck to Ryan in that scenario because he's, He's definitely not handing it over anytime soon. But having said that, last two weeks, the heat races for Eli, the starts have been terrible in the heats, and he's barely made it this week and, and you know, didn't make it last week. So you're always like, oh, there it is. There it right. is. But then he pulls it out, you know. So Yeah, um, yeah, we talked about that on Thursday a little bit, is that he's, he's getting the starts right when it counts. Right. That, that's got to continue, though. Um, did you guys see Marv's crash in practice he posted on Instagram? Oh, Pretty good. Gosh, oh, jeez. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you see it? Why I was shocked. No, I didn't. Yeah, check out his uh, check out his deal. So I'm I'm amazed that he got up from that. <laughs> it was pretty good. I mean, he body slammed into the concrete. You yeah, know, and Marv's not the the most stout person I've ever seen in my life. Right. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, testament to him. Uh, Josh Grant, fifth place, season best. Good ride by him for sure. Hey, hold on, I'm Marv. Hold oh, on, I'm Marv. Sorry, bud. All right. Uh, I had yeah, all the people hitting me up, and you guys get hit up too. Tons of people pissed at Reed. I did have a few people saying Dunge is being a baby and, you know, stop talking trash and just pass him and you're a whiner and you're blaming the wrong things. A couple people said that. Most people against Chad. And then a handful of, oh, you could see if they sat Marv down and said, don't race Dunge. That's really unfortunate. Sad. That's, that's too sad. Hashtag sad. Uh, I don't think so. No, he hit the concrete. He just, yeah, he, yeah. it was, uh, you know, an off night for him. He still beat Anderson pretty good and, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah. He has beat Dunge a few times this year, but I don't think we have to be at the point where any time Dunge beats Marv, we have to assume Marv let him. No, we just it. we just talked about how this was one of Dungey's best races in the last month. You know, so yeah, yeah. that's the best yeah. he's ridden in a long time. Yeah, I um, agree with that. Yep. He race Mookie was 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 back in the main event. Why can't whoa Heat race Mookie? Amazing. I even had developed some theories about how bad main event Mookie had been. Were to the point where I purposely. Uh, uh, recorded the start video on my phone uh, to watch because you can't watch all 20 guys. When they showed the replay of the Reed Dungey first turn pileup last week, if you watch that, you also see Mookie not even close to the pack of the first turn, not even trying, like just riding, sitting up, not even attempting to get a good start at all. And it made me wonder is uh, main event Mookie just know he's going to get so tired that he just is like, I'm going to let everybody go and ride at 75%, just cruise. Um, He's so good in the heat races and so not even close to that. It's not even like he gives you eight good laps in the main. He does nothing. So I was all developing these theories, and he blew him out of the water because heat race Mookie finally raced the main event. He was, was fifth for a long time, and, and then Grant got him, but then he crashed on the last lap and, and went to ninth. Yeah. But we talked to him after yep. the race for a while, and he, he kind of admitted that, yeah, he, that he was conserving his energy. Yeah. So. Yep. This time he just went for it. Uh, he always passed Sealy straight up. Um. We all know that he could be one of those in that other tier. I don't think anyone's expecting to go after Tomac and Dunge. But uh, no. that whole other tier, like, he has the ability to be right in there in that group. It's Absolutely. The first time he's actually done it. Yeah. The brought him to the press conference, thanks to me. I made it happen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then he admitted that he's very tired of answering questions about James. He's also wishes he says he's going to grab James's phone and post something on James' social media to let everybody know that he's not dead. He does wish his brother would at least say, "I'm alive." Yeah. <laughs> on social media. So um and then then he said he would see James at we think we he, he said that he thinks James will race the Monster Cup. So there was that. Um what else? Um, Brayton, 10th place for Brayton was, was all right. He rode okay. Uh, Millsaps was up there. He crashed uh, probably like six laps in or something. I think he was around fifth or sixth when he went down. Yeah, he was right in that battle with and, Grant. And, and I'm, yeah. I'm surprised Cooper Webb has not been as been that good since he came back. I know, you know, he he, he left. He, you know, he, he missed some races and everything else. But he, he's just he's off the pace right now. So a little surprised for me. Yeah, he looks better in in practice, um, like he was going for it more than he did last week. Uh, but I almost think that was frustrating, too, because you could see him put in laps and then look at the board, and he wasn't even on it uh, maybe one time, briefly. Um, so I feel like he tried hard this weekend, but the results really weren't any better, which is probably a little frustrating. Yeah, yeah. we talked about him maybe affecting this championship hunt a little bit, you know, but he's far off of that. I'm sure he'll get better, but a little surprising. Well, you can if you're lapped down. I mean, he was in the perfect yeah. spot, actually. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's no problem. You can you can easily do it. We've seen it happen. You've um, seen it happen. Yeah. JT, do you know what Barsha was thinking when he was uh, when he went after Alex Ray? Do you think he was? Do you think Barsha was like Alex Ray? I am going to have so much problems with this guy. I better get him right now. Uh, I would say that's more likely that the word thinking that you used was not anywhere in the sentence Dude. equation. His head anywhere. If I'm Gallagher, and I know he's under a warning already, like I might do something. Like, what are you? Do- you're you're on a. I know it's not the main event, but you literally just rode into the side of that guy, like straight into him. I, I don't understand. I don't get it. I know J Bone was pissed, but I don't. I don't. Yeah, get it. it's getting to the point where you just shake your head and you know. Uh, there's another rider in the 450 main event every week that I'm the same way with that I've just given up and I just shake my head because obviously nothing's going to change. There is no talking to him anymore at this point. Um, what it's also funny in the heat. Uh, Barsha rode good. Remember in practice he yeah. was actually on top of the board for a while and then he went back to the top. It wasn't just one miracle lap. Um, so he was riding better but then in the heat race Tomac passed him. And okay, it's Tomac, dude. Like no one's running with Tomac right now. Yeah, but he did in the next corner after the whoops. After he got past, yep. he still went for the kill shot. He yep. missed, but he just can't. He if if there's an inside line open, he is moth to the flame. He is just going to go for it <laughs> pointlessly. Uh, uh, all right, let's move on to two fifties. We don't have a ton of time. You guys are tra- both traveling today, and. Uh... I'm head cold Steve today. So uh, this is the FlyRacing.com RacerX podcast uh, presented by Michelin and Racetech. Listen to these commercials from those guys and use the codes to save at Racetech, Pulpamex 17 if you need motor or suspension work. And FlyRacing.com, we'll be right back to talk some 250s. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis podcast on RacerX. I want to talk to you a little bit about Racetech. The folks at Racetech have been uh, on board with us for a long time. And use the code PulpMX17 when you're checking out to save money. Get your suspension done, please. Come on. Give your bike some love. All right? If, if you're looking to get the most of your bike suspension, get Racetech's proven lineup of suspension components and services done at the headquarters in Corona, California, or at your local Racetech service center. And check out the helpful guides on Racetech.com and pick up a do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Things have been around a long time. 
Also, too, Race Tech doing engines now, valve jobs, porting, honing, decking, and more. Whether you're looking for a rebuild or a high-performance upgrade, Race Tech's engine services department experience, staff, and state-of-the-art equipment have you covered. I can vouch for that. I've seen it myself. Give Race Tech a call and mention Pulp Mex for a special discount. Please, check them out. Thanks to the guys at Race Tech. Hey, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp and Mech Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX Show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions, and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet... You're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows, they might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. And we're back. FlyRacing.com, RacerX Podcast with Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas. I guess I should have asked either one of you, is that all for 450s? Do you have anything else to say? I am not defending or endorsing uh, Chad Reed's move uh, whatsoever. You cannot purposely jack with someone as a lapper, oh, which see, is what he did. I, yeah. I, I am not as strong as you on that. No, I know you're not. Yeah. I know you're not. Yeah. I know most people uh, are as strong as me, and I just want them to know that. Uh, <laughs> here's, what, here's what I'm getting. Here's what people are suspecting for all three of us. This has happened over and over. The media likes Reed and Stu. The media likes them. We like to talk about them. We give them favorable treatment. I've been accused of that for 10 years now. To what I always say is, no, the fans are actually favorable to them. They like hearing about them more. They want to hear about Stu. They want to hear about Reed. Henceforth, we do probably give them extra coverage. Like if Chad has something he wants to say in an interview, we're going to give him an interview because the fans want to hear it because he does a good job. Sorry. Um, Right, but well, I think some people think it's just our personal. We just love them more. So I want people to know that I'm oh, not yeah. Stu, Chad Reed. Stu's, anyway, Stu's treated us so good. The media. He's been so good with us over the years. It's been phenomenal. Bingo. Yeah. Hey, bingo. Like yeah. I, owe, I owe James Stewart nothing. He's he's been one of the hardest people to deal with that the sport will probably ever see from a media <laughs> right, perspective. Right. But, but the fans want to know. The fans want to know about um, the certain stars in certain sports 
always. So they're going to get okay, so, attention and coverage. So we I'm not defending Chad Reed here because he's yeah, my buddy. So we I'm just said, we, we, we just at the point in this, like, Chad Reed was 100% in the wrong, and I do not endorse that. That's where you're at, Weege. I don't know. You're right. Dunge could have tried. No, no, no. Harder, I'm just I saying that's where you're at. But I can't. That's where you're at. And that's that fine. Totally wrong. Right. Totally wrong. Totally I. Wrong. Yes. I am like, eh, eh, Chad probably, sh- probably shouldn't have done that. That's where I'm at. Um, and JT, where, where are you? I am, I'm a, with Weege on the, that. that oh, he's waffling. Chad, he's waffling. No, 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 no. I'm with Weege that Chad can't do that. But I'm going to add a little caveat that Dunge has got to be wiser than that within that scenario yes. to, to mm-hmm. make him more upset. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'll agree. Do not engage him. You, you should have been smarter. Do not engage Chad Reed. Even if he's going to act, yep. in your opinion, immature, maybe that is an immature way for him to react. Just don't do it. I don't would engage. say it's immature. I have immat- to do it with my two-year-old all the time. I have it's to do it with my two-year-old, which is very immature, but I have to not engage him at times. It's immature <laughs> for Dunge to say that Chad is immature. Is that for a hot take? <laughs> I love that you're going hard at this because it's going to be great, great to watch unfold when this podcast airs. Uh, I yeah, go for it. I, I, I encourage you, you to take this side more and more. You, you get called a name okay, on the podium for doing nothing wrong. All right, watch this. I just I, I think Dunge was totally wrong for saying that, and and the race played out it, 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 with no problems. He, Chad did move over in the whoops, but you know there, that that happens all the time. Chad didn't maybe know he was that close. It, it happens all the time. So I am not going to assign my name to endorsing a lap rider purposely screwing. I'm up not endorsing. I am not endorsing it. I am not I'm endorsing not, it. I'm not ever going to say that, that was okay. <laughs> okay, I'm not either. I'm saying he probably shouldn't have done that. If they're in the same lap, Chad got a good start. And Chad right. raced him hard for right. a few laps like he did in the heat. I right. have zero problems with that. But I cannot endorse a lap rider huh. interfering with the race. Shouldn't have called him names. Purpose. Shouldn't have called. We all know he did it on purpose. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. If Chad says he didn't, then yeah, that's ridiculous. And I'm interested to see what he says publicly. You know, I would say he won't say anything publicly. That's my smart move. Nothing. uh, Well, the the next time I talk to him publicly, I will ask him, and he will have to answer something. So, anyways, two fifty action. Well, Savachi's got the points lead, and it's six points. But man, he had a tip over in Detroit. He went off the track, hit his head on the crossbar, went off the track in St. Louis. Jordan Smith won both those races. Joey still looks good for the title, uh, in my opinion. But, uh, man, you, you gotta, he's got to be really – and I think he is. He's really frustrated at throwing away uh, two wins. Weege? Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's weird. He's got the point save, but he's got to be bummed. I think the people around him are, I think, doing a good job. Of trying to give him that perspective because he could he could be leaving these races furious right now. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of surprised when you think of the group around him, which is the Carmichael's and Mitch Payton. You'd think they'd be practically even when he finishes second, they'd be like stringing him up, like dragging him from the back of the truck or something down the road. Uh, but he has said that they're actually helping keep him mellow. Um, which I don't think is normally mellow is not usually associated with Carmichael or Mitch, but. I think they're at least smart enough to say, well, he's still got the points lead, but damn it all, he's got to be pissed. I mean, that's two race went. Yeah. Right now, he only has one one race. Yeah. There's no way he's pumped on that. Yep. No, definitely not. Um, yeah. Good ride by Jordan, though. Again, getting heat from Joey. Joey was faster in the whoops. 
Um, he was skipping the first one a little, the first big one, um, and doing a nice job of that. But, uh, yeah, Jordan Smith, JT. Jordan Smith. Yeah, Jordan's riding really well. Uh, I don't think that he will have the poise in the last few to, or the, you know, enough points, basically, is the most important thing to, to pull this thing off. And for, for Joey's side, yeah, he has let, uh, he's basically let six points get away here. But in a, in a series of chaos and, uh, basically just crashing and guys all over the place and bad starts and wacko Zacko sick and take, you know, him and AC taking each other out. Joey's really been the most steady and stable, even with his crashes. So I think there is some credit, you know, you're talking about Carmichael and those guys basically giving him, you know, credit for that. I, I do think he deserves credit even, even with his mistakes because he could have easily let those mistakes spiral out of control and not basically let him land on the podium still. So, when you sit back and look at it, he's played it pretty smart. You know, he hasn't had the most speed of anyone. I don't feel I think Zacho's had the most speed overall from the yep. series. Yep. And but he's been able to avoid the chaos. He hasn't got into wars with people. He's stayed healthy. He's even though he's crashed, he's got up and recovered really well. Uh, so you know, when you sit back and look at it, he's he's kind of been the most steady of all these guys, and it may may pay off here. Um. Yeah. It was. Uh... It was a good ride by Jordan. I'm happy for him. He's a good dude, and uh, you know that Cody Gregg was a real close friend of his, the guy that passed away with his father a couple weeks ago, yep. and that's awesome that he's won two races. You know, I don't know. I just feel like that's a really cool thing because he was. I understand he was super close with with that family. So, um, really, yeah, really, really I think Jordan. I think Jordan's time is coming. I don't think it's going to be this year. It could be. I mean, who knows? Maybe he gets on a run here and, and hey, fills it away. If you're if you're R.J. Hampshire, you're like, hmm, look at that. We were pretty much the same kind of guy. We're same speed. Go with a Geico. He got out. And I'm not. And this isn't an indictment of the uh, Geico team, but maybe if you're RJ, you're like, man, maybe I need a change. Yeah. Do you think that Michael Rocco has contemplated doing anything drastic in the recent in recent months? Like maybe suiting up himself? No, like hurting oh. himself or oh, oh yeah, no, feeding, feeding animals or doing anything like that. I don't know. Um. So. I really thought Osborne missed the second practice session because he hit his head in the first untimed session, broke his visor. I admit, I missed his crash, by the way. I saw the I saw him picking it up, but um, but then he said he was sick. But I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. You probably hit your head, and then maybe the Asterix guys came to find you, and you were locked in a motorhome, and you wouldn't come out or whatever. But after talking to him after practice week, when we had the Racer X subscriber winner guys, um. Yep. Yeah, he, he, I think he really was sick. But that's a bold I strategy. I did hear people saying that he was, that they knew that he was well before practice started. They'd heard he was sick leading into the race. Oh, so okay. I guess that checks out. All right. Yeah. But because um, that's that's a really risky strategy to skip an entire practice session. And, you know, so. I, well, I was wondering, what do, is the rule on, you know, you know he missed the first timed one? What if, what if his bike blew up or something? He yeah. Happen? What happened? Right. Right. You know? Does, right. he, does he get in? No, he doesn't Is there get a in. Thing? No, there's nothing, right? No. Yeah, that's that's ballsy. That's what I that's what I thought. JT ballsy. Yeah, I, Stu used to do it all the time, though. So we've seen it before. Stu would miss practices and not talk to anybody and stay in the motorhome and do all kinds of crazy stuff. So yeah, but that's not the first time anybody's ever done this. That's Stu. Um, <laughs> I mean, it is ballsy, but when yeah. you, you figure. He's gonna get it, even if he if it's the second lap of practice. He's gonna get a lap, and you yeah. can't you can't base your whole you know theory around 
what if he crashes? What if he goes over yeah. the handlebars on the first lap? You know, he's right. going to get a decent lap. These guys riding at 70% is going to be good enough to get into the night show. And then uh, Osborne said he never – he couldn't believe how well he felt for the for the heat. Like, he won the heat. He said it was maybe the best he's rode all year, and it was great. So, um, Craig got another so-so start, came up for Andes fourth. Uh, Adam Cincerillo's practice crash. JT, did you see that at all? Were you watching the live the live feed on practice or anything? So, yeah, Adam. Adam uh, was good. Man, for a guy who seemed to be made of glass over the last few years, he probably is going to hate me for that comment. He's uh, he's proving everyone wrong because he's gotten up from some huge crashes this year. That was a good one for sure. So, um, he's had a lot of good. He's had a lot of good ones this year. You go back to Minneapolis coming out of the whoops. Yep. I mean, he augured into that berm. He crashed big in Toronto in the whoops this weekend again. I mean, he's had some huge ones. You know, the, the Wacko Zacco one was pretty small, and that seemed to hurt him the most. But uh, yeah, he's definitely yeah. shown some toughness this year. Yeah, that's funny how huh? the, the, yeah, the Zach tap is the one that did him in where he's been cartwheeling on some other times. So I, I really think that crash affected him, though. Uh, he didn't ride as well as you would think. He got passed and kind of dropped a little bit, so. Um, yeah, he was he was really good in that first practice. I thought he looked better. He had the best time, and he looked the best than yeah. one. And then you never saw that again. So yeah. I've got to figure. Right, that's part of it. Um, all right, anything else? Anything get, is that how it? bad are we going to get roasted from this podcast? Well, I just if you're already made your mind up, then you're not going to listen to us three idiots and, and think that you know it can change your mind. Like when has that ever happened anywhere where where you have your mind made up and you go, hmm. That's a really good point, like on social media. Like, never. Never. Well, I know not between me and you. Definitely. There's no, you know, <laughs> any conversation. <laughs> you know what? Hey, if those DMXS guys had a show this week and they called me a name, okay, unjustified, just out of the blue, David Iser is like, like, Mathis is a tubby asshole. I'd be like, oh, Yeah. Oh, watch this. On that previous next show, I would be calling them names or doing something to them. So, yep. I don't know. Just saying. Oh, I'm definitely a First Testament guy. Old, old Testament. Uh, 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 guy. Yeah, whatever that means. But And then, and then there's Weege. That's eye abs- for an eye. Eye for an eye. Weege is absolutely just backing away from this one as much as he can. He was a lap rider. He was a lap rider. I am not going to endorse or support taking revenge out when you're a lap rider. He got oh, called a name in front of hundreds of thousands of people. He was a lap rider. We just, and by the way, hiding. Here, here, can I throw in one po- other point to to just I'll, I'll be the man. I'll be an elected representative of the people. Uh huh. Almost all the people that were super pissed that I saw on Twitter or my email or our racehorse comments on Chad Reed made this inarguable point. What if that had happened to Chad Reed? Oh my effing god! He would have taken an AK forty-seven into the pits. <laughs> you mean Salt Lake in some... Yeah. How'd that go? Is he cool with it? <laughs> not, now, not great. Yeah, now listen, I'm not saying what, what Chisholm did was so much worse. Chisholm did try to block pass him and take him out. It was much worse. It was. It was absolutely. That's why I'm, I'm kind of like. much worse. I'm kind of like, uh, like, that's not even comparable. Like, yeah, Ch- Chisholm was like, oh, where are you at? Where are you at? You know? Right. Yeah. Okay, so don't even compare that. If someone in 2004, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 11, all the years that Chad was in title contention, if someone did exactly. What Chad did to Andrew was just hold his line, ride, but we all know it was on purpose. What would have, Chad's reaction would have been worse than any other rider possible in that situation. Huh? Correct? Well, I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's, he I would mean, have lost his mind. hundred percent. You're not sure of that, I can't agree with you more. cool customer. Chad's never been known to, like, say things on podiums and in the media. No, no, no. no. 
no, I've never done that. Are you kidding? It's always it, it would have been a napalm cloud. Look, uh, yeah. mushroom cloud. I'm, I'm not. Yes. I'm, I'm not trying to be hot take Mathis like JT was last week with the hot takes on Ferrandis. Oh, but, boy. but uh, I don't know if that was last week or two weeks ago. But uh, yeah, I just don't don't call somebody names on a podium for no reason. For no reason. So. Uh, even that one's debatable. The no reason, like really. Has, well, Dunn's going to say, "What do you mean no reason? He turned in the whoops." What do you mean? How is that no reason? I don't. I agree with you that I don't think it was justified for Dunge to say that. But I don't. I can't put my hand on the Bible and say no reason. Dunge is going to say the reason is that he yeah. cut over in the whoops. They're, they're, they're the whole no crux reason. of this. The whole crux of this is that both of them feel like they were justified. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's the whole. What a whole comes down to, and whether I disagree or you disagree, or you know, a hundred thousand Twitter followers disagree, which they are. Uh, yeah. They both feel like they were in the right, and nothing's going to change that. And then, and then on top of that, they have uh, ten jerk offs standing around them, all saying that they're in the right. You know what I mean? All yeah, these people, exactly. all these, exactly. all that's, these jerkies. That yeah, like, that's what I was talking about earlier. Although all these people feed the fire. Although Beaker walked up after the race, and Wygant started yelling, "Fox on Fox crime! Fox on Fox crime!" Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Beaker is having a rough one. Beaker, Beaker I, I endorse that. One. I endorse that. By the way, I, I do fully support that. Beaker. Uh, Beaker had nothing. Beaker had no nothing. That, like, he didn't even, you know, Beaks, he plays it pretty neutral anyways. So, uh, this one was really good. Um, hey, you said the people around the riders stir it up, and I, I'm going to put a little blame here on Dunge's crew should have been smart enough, and I don't know if he could even get to a guy before a heat race interview, and they probably had no idea what he was planning on saying. But uh, someone should have been able to get to him and said, do not, do not engage that. Don't say anything. <laughs> It's like Top Gun. Do not engage. Do not engage, Maverick. It, dude, it, 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 as soon as he said it, you knew that it was going to happen. Like, well, oh, I, I said, said it in the press box. Had. In the press box. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, boy. Don't don't poke the bear, like JC says. And he did. So, at heat of the moment, it was quick. I don't even know what they did. They probably hop off the bike and walk right to the podium, and they had no idea what he was planning on saying. But so, someone should have said, Dunge, don't say anything publicly about Chad. If you're DeCoster, do you pull Chad aside? And they're friends. And just say, what are we doing here? What's happening? Do we can we talk? Or do, you, do you, I mean, or does Gallagher pull Chad aside? Does somebody pull Dunge aside? Does Dunge and Chad talk this thing out? I doubt that's going to happen. But I'm just saying, like, what's well? It's, it wouldn't be the first time that Gallagher has pulled two guys into the truck, and he, I mean, he can't do that. I, I would think he has enough yeah. uh, power to do that. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Well, I did go see Barsha a few weeks ago, and Barsha started yelling at him repeatedly, <laughs> right, yelling, yelling right. at him. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think there's anything that can be done except there's only one person I need to gain here. But if Dunn could figure out a way to figure out a way to patch this, it would help him immensely. But I don't know how you go about doing that. Yeah. Yeah, there's gotta be some pride swallowed on both sides yeah. if they want yeah. to actually have a a civilized conversation. And I don't know if that's gonna happen. In in other news, um we asked Millsaps if there was myself and Weege and Anton in a burning building, who would he save? And Millsaps said he would save Anton. So, just everybody should know where. Of Bill course, Anton. Anton's very, very nice to riders, and well, the one thing that Millsaps doesn't have going for him is that he's from America. So, Anton's probably a little harder on him than should be. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Anton's from Transworld, and I said if Anton wasn't there and it was me and Matt that's in the building, what do you do? Oh, I'm walking right away. Yeah. Walking, yeah, yeah, just walking. Uh, yeah, so we have one other thing to discuss here. Yeah, that was our subscription contest for oh. Brian Belangi. That was cool. It was fun, and they got to witness uh, JT. I'm so 
bummed you missed this. Let me just explain this hilarious. Let me go outside with the speaker is not. Um, so long story short, I guess a girl was going to the indie Supercross with her oh, friend. Oh, yeah, I forgot about a this. Male, yeah. And was going to ask him to go to the prom with her, and she asked if she could do it over the big screen uh, in Indy. And Supercross said, I think they would do it maybe during practice or whatever. And then she found out that the guy was not going to be able to go to her prom. He was busy that weekend or was going to a race or something. So Supercross was like, oh, sorry about your luck. And then they thought, wait, maybe we could do something cool. What if we could find a rider to go to her prom with her? So the, obviously factory riders are very busy. They're not taking Saturday nights to go to a random prom in Indiana. But that leaves Privateer Island. Yes. And we know those animals will do anything. Oh, um, boy. I mean, do anything. And I saw this girl earlier, JT. She's in a glitter dress, makeup done, yeah. heels on. And I'm like, what is this girl doing? I had no idea at that point. But I'm like, yeah, look at this girl. Like, what, what is your deal? So they had her coming to St. Louis Supercross. They remember she's high school age, so you got to be careful. She might not even be 18, so you got to be careful with the ages. So Dylan Merriam of the 250 class, apparently the ages were compatible. They asked him if he would be interested. Uh, he said yes. Now I think then they quickly realized, wait, the prom is the same darn weekend as a race, so he can't go. So they were like, let's do a prom at the race. Yes. So let's recreate the prom, the JT. They're recreating it. So yes. And wow. there's no better place if you're going to have a prom at a Supercross. <laughs> then in the privateer journey pits. Uh, I know when I so, think of when I think of civil civil uh, you know gatherings, I think of TPJ ten. Yes. So the Enigmat brothers brought over a boombox. They got some music playing. Uh, there were photos taken. Miriam was cool, but he didn't really want to do much of the dancing. So luckily, there was Teddy Parks to help her with the slow dancing. Probably three times her age. Texas hat and all. So two. Yeah. Boots. Yeah, they bring out the boombox and they put on broken wings for Mister Mister, and yeah. and wow, and they're dancing. Teddy Parks is dancing with her, and there's a camera with a light, and Teddy Parks in his cowboy hat is dancing with this girl, and the the thing that brothers are popping and locking around them, like wow. they're, yeah. they're, they're 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 dancing around Teddy Parks and this girl. Yeah, it's just it's yeah. unbelievable, uh, JT. Uh, it, it was awesome. it was unbelievable, and I don't like. First of all, the ending that brothers. Second of all, a boombox. Teddy Parks. I'm just like, what is going on here? And this girl in a glitter dress. I was so happy when I heard that she was, she was over there by herself. Like, her parents must have been watching. Maybe they were sitting in the corner or something. I'm like, you cannot bring a girl. And by the way, again, she might be 17, so i got to be careful I put this. But I was surprised she got rejected for prom dates. Let me just put it that way, okay? Yeah. She should be able to get prom dates. Anyway... When I saw her over there by herself, I'm like, you cannot bring a 17 or 18-year-old shouldn't be rejected going to the prom-looking girl into Privateer Island. You can't do it. She'll never get out. Yeah. So I was very relieved to hear there were parents somewhere around because I was if, if someone, concerned. If someone didn't make the joke, Miriam, I barely know him, then I will forever be disappointed. <laughs> it's, well, the problem with him is everyone thinks his name is Dylan Mary, Merriman. So no one ever realized that that joke was right in front of him. Yeah, and re- reading is very uh, underrated. I, I went up to him and I said, how many times do you get Dylan Merriman? And he said, well, yeah, Fro does it, but you do a good job on the TV show saying Merriam. And I'm like, oh, he thinks I'm Ralph. Oh, uh, 
no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I, uh, He's like, you've been good, man. You've been good. You, you say marry him, even though, even though uh, oh, Hennig no. says marry him. And I'm like, oh, okay. Ouija, post that video up on, on, on Instagram with, with the internet brothers. Yeah, person. yeah I do yeah. have Teddy Parks dancing with this poor, unfortunate soul. Yeah, it was great. Was that what we were going to talk yeah. about when we said in the press box, hey, let's talk about this on our pod? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was it. Okay, good. yeah. The prom. Ouija, where are you headed? Where are you headed this journey. week, dude? Headed to uh, Bear Jackson this week, or what do you got going on? Yeah. How's your magazine I'll be doing? In Seattle. How's your magazine doing? Seattle. The Speed Speed Magazine. In. Oh, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got uh, a couple concerts. Going to kiss the uh, Gene Simmons trophy for <laughs> a head out. Yeah. Skid Row and, yeah. and Great White are playing at the county fair, and I know those guys, and I will be there backstage. I will be on stage. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, there we go, folks. Flyracing.com, Racer X podcast. Sorry for so much read talk, but it, it really did dominate the, the post race, the, the the main event, and everything. So um, we're sorry if we didn't talk about you more, whoever you are, Ryder. But uh, Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas, uh, thanks, boys. All right. See you guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck because that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled pitch and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. 
stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the-